arranging and rearranging their bookshelves and postcards and takeout menus, not only to make the apartment as welcoming as possible, but also as informative, as compelling. You're awesome, Catherine says. Catherine gets into bed still wet, the way she likes, and Chris makes the bed around her. A pillow between her thighs, a kiss on each knee, one arm tucked between the sheet and the blanket. She does this thing, this purring sound in her throat, which she has never been able to approximate. Chris slides under the covers and wraps himself around her. She burrows, nestles with contentment, but then seems sad. I wish Sharon and Kyle were coming, she says. Me too, he says, but it'll still be good. He holds her and tells her all the ways it will still be good. Four days in the woods, no cars, no phones, no people. Four days alone with her favorite person in her favorite place with her favorite foods. She smiles. He walks her through each meal they've planned, the ingredients pre-measured and packed into satisfyingly compact bundles on the backs of their bikes. She nods and mmms until she starts to twitch and is away. Chris tries to let himself be pulled down by the warm suck of her undertow, but he is left lying in the dark. In his head, he starts to compose the offhand note he will write as they rush off the next morning. Hi, Emily. Please make yourself at home. There's white wine in the fridge, and red. Hi, Emily. Everything you see is yours. Hi, Emily. I love you. Hi, Emily. We'll be back Monday night. Hope you have a great weekend. Love, Chris. Love, Chris and Catherine. Catherine and Chris. It's a two-hour ride to the big ferry, then another two hours on the other side, then a smaller ferry, another ride. By the time they get to the campsite, it will be dusk. But right now it's still dewy and cool, and they are taking it easy. Normally, there'd be the four of them riding in a line. And he knows Catherine's favorite thing is to ride at the back and watch them all sneaking through the city, loaded with gear. Today they are riding side by side because it is too lonely not to. Catherine has been a little sad all morning. So to cheer her up, Chris has been amusing her with the fussy, imperceptible measures he has taken to prepare the apartment for Emily. Vacuuming the coils behind the fridge, relabeling their ragtag spice jars, hiding their exercise tapes. Nothing invigorates Catherine like a good crush, more often hers, but especially his. And she was quick to make it into a game they could both play. After they'd put on fresh sheets for Emily, Catherine insisted they roll around on the just-made bed. If it looks too neat, she said, it feels forbidding. What you want is a deep, deep sense of clean, yes, but then a surface that is. And here she made a gesture that was at once inviting and nonchalant. They rolled and cavorted on the bed until it needed to be made all over again. On the smaller ferry, 
They stand away from their bicycles so they don't have to field questions from bored drivers. They lean on the railing and gaze out over the water. I used to always see whales on the ferry when I was a kid, Catherine says. She is stretching her calf muscle without taking her eyes off the horizon. I thought that was the whole point, she says. The whales. The first time they didn't come, I told my mom she should get our money back. Chris always likes this story. He likes to look inside her brain and see how it works. Like an ant farm or a cutaway model of a submarine. He never gets tired of looking. He tells her again about the time his family went camping and how he woke up one morning to find two killer whales playing in the water just off the shore and how he stood there for half an hour, not 20 feet from his family asleep in their tents and never woke them up.